Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and with Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping men understand courting, not dating, in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 184th episode, the Holy Lovers series continues with how to save my Catholic marriage when my wife has just plain given up. And today we uncover gift number 29, the top reason sex dies after marriage, and this is part three, okay? This is the last Holy Lover gift, so the series will be over, um, and I hope that you have enjoyed these little tidbits. Uh, again, um, I must warn you that today's content is meant for mature audiences, and we have the quote of the day. And let's do this, right? Let's do this. Quote, we have defined love as an ambition to ensure the true good of another person and consequently as the antithesis of egoism. Since in marriage, a man and a woman are associated sexually as well as in other respects, the good must be sought in this area too. From this point of view of another person, from the altruistic, standpoint as well. End quote. St. Pope Paul II, book, love, and responsibility. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right. And so the quote today is really basically saying that we must, as men and women seek, understand that that in the area of intimacy, that we must seek the good and the inclusion of God as well. Um, because why? Because if not, it's it's selfishness. Um, um, the good of one another in the bedroom is is if we don't seek that, is selfishness, and um, that will harm what our goal, which is to grow closer with each other. Um, which and in in many cases, it could harm our relationship with God. Okay, so with that being said, um, today again, we're talking about gift. 29, which states a holy lover recognizes the difference between eroticism and intimacy. And real quick, let's define what we're talking about here. So when we say intimacy, um, my definition, uh, not my definition, intimacy, um, 
I call it holy lover sex versus eroticism, which is basically lust. Okay. And so holy, holy sex, there is a such thing as holy sex um, that moves us towards God that brings the, the, uh, the, uh, the company, the, uh, the, the couple very close. Okay. And if we understand how to do that and what that was meant by that, then it will, sex will never become boring. Okay. Um, and you will not lose that love, fire, and passion um, for each other after marriage, no matter how long you're married. Um, the main, one of the main things is to not be lazy and to understand that you don't know what you don't know and that we don't know everything. Okay. So intimacy versus eroticism. Quite simple. Eroticism is lust and eroticism gives you all the pleasures of intimacy, but with one difference, the pleasure doesn't last. And we all know that because we've all had some kind of drug before, whether it be stimulants or whatever. And when you first start taking a drug, um, it, it's great. But then the more the more you come back to it, the, the more and more you need to get the same feeling that you had before. And you never quite seem to get that. And one of the reasons for that is God will never allow anything to fill that gut that hole in your gut completely and on this earth, it will never happen. Why? Because we are charged to seek God. So if God, if, if God allowed us to be able to fulfill ourselves completely on this earth, then we wouldn't understand how to, we wouldn't understand complete goodness that we need him, what our goal should be, what we're supposed to be striving for. All of us have that hole in our gut that's empty, women, men and women, and that can only be filled by God. The pleasures of the flesh can only be the pleasures of our body, the pleasures of our minds, the pleasures of this world, of whatever we like for pleasure, golf, video games, sex, alcohol, drug, whatever it is we enjoy. Um, it, it's only temporary. And so the, but when it comes to intimacy, it, it is very long lasting. And as long as you cultivate it and do it properly, it will it will never leave. Um, and this is kind of what our whole purpose of this last three shows is. And today's the last show in this series. But if, if you can try to understand, that's what I mean. You need your wife. You, you need her. She needs you to conform and God and you three conform that, that complete Trinity with each other. And if you, if you move towards that and understand the logic behind what our Lord is trying to teach us, then you will see, man, that you're right. The, the pleasures that you're seeking outside um, of your union with God and your wife, they compare, they compare, they, they don't compare at all. Um, your 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 they pale in comparison. As a matter of fact, okay. So, if you have any questions on this, this is again, this is next level stuff, y'all. Uh, this is next level faith stuff, you know. And um, intimacy is is as you always, as I always say, is the second most important thing in your marriage, besides prayer. And those two things will carry your marriage if you understand them and understand why God put them into place and what you as a husband have to do to, to keep the fire and the passion moving along. 
Um, really, it is on you. A lot of this stuff I'm going to talk about today, the top 10 things, and I have a bonus of 11 things. These things stem from you. I talked to a, a guy the other day. Well, I talk, a lot of men I talk to, and, and they all have this thing that it's a 50-50 relationship, that she has her 50, 50% of the relationship is her, and 50% of the marriage is me, and that's not that's not true. Your wife is 10% of the marriage. You are 90%, and you should be trying to get to 95. The reason why is this. Because you are one held responsible for the marriage, for the home, for the kids. You're here responsible for everything up in there. Um, and that and that is just is just means the same thing up in the bedroom and with intimacy. Um, and when you lead your wife, if she knows you love her and care about her and have her best interest at heart, she will follow you and allow you to lead her. But you know how women are these days, women these days. They they do not they they do not follow easy now. They 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 know the game, especially if they've been married to a person for a, a lot of years. Um, and so things only change in your home when you change them as the man. If you really think about it, okay. Look at the country. We've allowed women to lead the country for a hundred years now, 60, 70 years now. Look at it. Because Women, they're, they're and they don't want. The, women don't want to hear me say this, but it's the truth. Women's main purpose on this earth is to raise awesome, great, educated in the faith children. That's their main main job. Your job as a man is everything else, and this is why. Women are emotional and men are more logical. They're all birth perfections. They are both perfect. Together, you put those together and you have a perfect being, one flesh union. That's why God did it that way. Because somebody has to raise the children and somebody has to go out and be the sweat of the brow. So you, two people can't do that, as you see. It don't work. Look at the country. Just look at the country. You, you We have allowed so many things to happen that is that has really hurt us and hurt our country hurt our family hurt our intimacy with our wife hurt our hurt our relationship with our children because we have allowed men have allowed a lot of this stuff to go on and now the the man is trying to come we're trying to come back but we are so far behind satan right now it's very hard to cut to get to get caught back up to change things back and now the only way, the only way to change things back or change things for the better and make things harmony is through prayer, prayer and action. So the reason I focus on marriage, because I realize that the only way to change this country is for every husband to influence his own environment. And that environment is what your home, your job, your church, your church your friends, your family, all the pleasures you engage in. This is what men do these days. We influence environments, okay? But in order to do that, the first thing you got to do is evangelize and love your family. And that starts with your wife with prayer and intimacy. And if, if, a, if, a, if a person thinks that none of these things work together, they are sorely mistaken. And this is a big 
complicated issue as far as where are the family in this country is going, where the family in the whole world is going. You all know what I'm saying is the truth. You all know it instinctively. What I'm saying is the truth. Your job is just to contemplate on what I'm saying. Let the Holy Spirit guide you and start to realize no longer can the golf course be your main goal in life on your off time. It can't. It can't. Going camping and vacations and and trying to be in, in gambling and drinking and having a great time and nothing's wrong with any of those things. But this is a serious time in our lives. Satan has taken over this country. And the only way that you can contribute as a man is to get your head out of the sand and give back. Start a ministry. Get your butt to church. Get involved in somebody else's ministry. Get your family right. Let your, get your, 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 your marriage right. Start with yourself and get yourself right and then everything and then move to make things better. Move to encourage people to, to look at you as a leader. And I know everybody's not a leader, but in your home, you have no choice. You are that man. Okay. And so this is why intimacy is so important. Sex is not just sex, gentlemen. It's not. It's not. Sex is the bond that you, that God created marriage. The third reason for marriage is the unity of the spouses. This is why sex is important because it 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 it's, it creates a bond, a loving bond between you and your wife inside and outside the bedroom. Your wife spreads your love to your family. Your wife spreads your love to everyone, the church members, her friends, your friends, the families, and um, all of those things like that. And if you can understand the power and the influence that you have in your family, then you will start to realize that the things that we talk about on this podcast are very, very true, and you will become a man of respect. Okay? All right. So, we get so, um, again, Intimacy, eroticism is is it's it seems like it's it's it, it is pleasurable, and it seems like it's long lasting, but it, it 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 fades because why? It's harmful to your soul. Intimacy is long lasting. It draws you to God. It connects. It bonds you and your wife together in a long, blissful, loving, uh, um, uh, intimate session, um, and you will see. Um, the things today we're going to talk about the things that can can crush that that can that can that can take it away from you in a, in an instant okay a lot of times too it also we got to remember too that if you are not having sex with your wife that's just as bad as having bad sex you know because bad sex of lustful sex or mechanically bad sex or not having sex at all are kind of the same thing. You and your wife are not creating that bond, that emotional closeness that you need in order for people to see that loving union that you have, that you're supposed to spread through your family and throughout society. Believe it or not, we all have a responsibility in marriage. We, Our job is when people see us out in public to spread the family, to spread our love so people can see it. And if you and your wife are in public and they can't see the love that you have for each other, guess what? You got marriage problems. 
because it's not something you do autumn it's something you do automatic people just know it when they see you and that's one of our responsibilities as a married couple is to let everyone see what growing old together is what what being in a blissful loving relationship is um of of with god and our children and and our family and if the first excuse I'm going to get is this, oh, well, man, I got to go to work. I got to make that money. Well, what is money going to keep your wife happy in the end? I guarantee you it's not. Your wife can go out anywhere and anywhere and get another man and have money. She can. There's always some guy that's talented at making money. There's always going to be a bill to be paid. It is, man. The beautiful thing is the journey that you and your wife go through. And if your wife doesn't realize that, that doesn't believe that, that you are with her, then she's going to find entertainment or some other way to fill that void that you're not giving her. So what we're going to do today is try to help you cultivate that intimacy, that loving relationship with you, your wife and God. And what we let's not, just don't get it twisted. What we're talking about is sex inside the bedroom, intimacy inside the bedroom, intimacy outside the bedroom. And we're going to, I'm going to do, uh, I think I got, do have one more holy lover thing. And that is intimacy outside the bedroom is important. So I lied. I got one more, but it's not about sex. It's about intimacy outside the bedroom. It's a whole uh, podcast on that, which every man is that'll be something good for all of us, including me, because <laughs> I need to be refreshed every now and then, too. So, intimacy is long lasting. This is what you want. We will be back. Stay with me. Oh man, this is gonna be some fun. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider... Marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Hey, 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 we back, y'all. Y'all ready to have some fun? Y'all ready to rock and learn some stuff about loving and God? Bam, bam, we ready. So, look, here's the thing. So today's gift is a holy lover recognized the difference between eroticism and intimacy. Real quick, what's a holy lover? A holy lover is something that I that I created, which means as a husband, as a man, we are becoming the man God created us to be, and we are becoming the husband that our wife needs. And you notice I didn't say 
what she wants is what she needs in order to draw her to you, to draw her to God. Okay. So before dismissing my arguments about the things I'm going to talk about here in the seconds, please try your best to consider the many ways sex done outside the love of God and his rules have really hurt you, your wife, and others that have cooperated with you even before you were married. Many times the truth can pierce us and cause anger, shame, and frustration. Honestly, this is a good thing. It is the Holy Spirit bringing you to the truth of our Lord. This is a complicated subject, and so let's tackle it. Again, fellas, this is a little complicated. This is next-level faith stuff. This is not something you hear about every day because a lot of people don't like to talk about it or don't, most people don't even know about it. So um, if you want to talk, throw some, throw some comments in there. Give me a call at 313-RADICAL, um, and then we can, we, can, we can take this conversation going. Um, there are three resources that I'm using in, in conjunction with what uh, my own thing. Um, you know how I roll. I, I don't. I just. That's not just about me. It's about other. There are other great people that understand um, our Lord as well. Okay. So resource one is Holy Sex: A Catholic Guide to the Toe Curling, Mind Blowing, Infallible Loving by Dr. Gregory Popchek. Resource two is Father John A. Harden: Chastity and Charity in Marriage. Resource three is a video by Father Ripperker, Father Chad Ripperker, on a, his series on marriage. This is the sec his second video called Conjugal Chastity, okay? So if you want more information, if you want to delve more into these things that I'm talking about, please, those are three very good resources, okay? Now, let's get to rocking. So let's review the first part one and part two of the top 10 reasons sex dies after marriage. Number one is the couple refuses to allow the trinity okay so for let me say this too the first three are very involved and um i don't want um i want you to understand that they're very involved and they take a lot of they talk they took a lot of time to go through because it's of, of the indefiniteness of it so again number one we're going to review the uh part one and show from shows part one and part two number one the couple refused to allow the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit into their bedroom, which is a top reason why sex dies after marriage. Why is that important? That's important because grace. People underestimate God and the grace of our marriage and our wife being happy. Men think and people think that they create a great marriage. No, they don't. They just cooperate. God creates the great marriage through his grace. And so, but the actions that you as a man do enhance that grace right because actions instead of just sitting there doing nothing are not nearly as good as doing something and cooperating with god and having him in the bedroom and we talk about things like saying our father pray the rosary three hail marys pray a prayer of mary's couple prayer things like that to involve god in your bedroom okay number two reason sex dies um after uh number two reason sex dies after marriage is the couple commits offenses against chastity inside and outside the bedroom. So chastity is the virtue which excludes or moderates the indulgence of the sexual appetite. It is a it is a some form of the virtue of temperance, okay? So when we, chastity connects us to God, right? So when we are, we control our appetites and, and, re, and remove eroticism from our, from our life and from our bedroom, then that helps us grow closer to God, okay? So, the offenses against when we commit offenses against chastity, 
such as lust, masturbation, fornication, pornography, those kind of things, then we separate ourselves from God, which means when we separate ourselves from God, that means what? Grace has left the building. Okay. Number three of the of the first three of three is um uh number three is selfishness diminishes sex over time. Everybody understands that. That's not a really a revelation, but to understand in depth what selfishness does, selfishness disconnects us from God. It disconnects us from our wife, very much so. Um, and as men, this is why you hear me say, you give yourself all to your wife during lovemaking and outside the bedroom. Your wife feels closer to you. You serve her in the bedroom. You serve her out the bedroom. And that builds that emotional connection with your wife, which enhances the intimacy. And then when you include God in that, boom, you understand? You see what I'm saying? Um, Lust can carry sex for a long time. Selfishness can carry sex for a long time. But eventually your wife will want to get away from that. Eventually she will, um, because women have this this certain this instinct, man, about how about intimacy, about the faith. They just have this kind of instinct, and they know when things ain't right. Okay, so selfishness, learning how to serve, is very important. Number four. So for numbers four through ten, now those first three are in depth. They are they build the foundation of what we're going of, of of what we're talking about. So now. For numbers four through 10 and the bonus number 11, we will directly compare how intimacy and eroticism can seem similar, but are very different when compared side by side. Please, guys, kind of hear what I'm saying. Lust and intimacy can seem the same. And, and, and that's that's how it is. But when we start comparing thing, them two side by side and giving descriptions of each in different matters of 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 how it works, you will see that this is how we get trapped into thinking that eroticism is present. I mean, that intimacy is present when it really isn't and which present is really eroticism. OK, so number four from yesterday is. Holy sex is very pleasurable and eroticism is very pleasurable. So that's a fact. We all know that. Intimacy is very pleasurable and eroticism is very pleasurable. They seem like they're the same. And this is how we could get trapped. Um, true intimacy is a passionate, sexual, sensual encounter between two lovers. Okay. Um, and so when some we can get trapped in thinking that our, that our lust is part of the intimacy and it's not. OK, number five, comparing them. Holy sex is di- is driven by intimacy and and arousal. Eroticism is driven solely by arousal. OK, so eroticism is driven by solely by by the flesh. Like, oh, my God, I see this beautiful woman. I focus on her too long. You know, I, my mind and my mind and thoughts start going into the arousal mode of where it shouldn't be. This is how I get trapped. Holy sex is driven by intimacy and arousal. So I, I see my wife. She's beautiful. I'm aroused by her. And then since I love her and I know her and I'm close to her, then intimacy comes in. And then the arousal and intimacy work together to draw us to God. Okay. Okay, the last one from yesterday is holy sex overcomes shame and eroticism causes shame. This is a very, very important thing. I've had women tell me in the past that 
when they make love, when they have sex with their husband, that their husband that, that that they feel dirty afterwards and things like that. That's shame. That means things are going on in the bedroom that the wife has caught on to and the husband has not. And the wife starts to feel like this ain't right. And then things start going where they're not supposed to be. And so the Holy Spirit intervenes and the Holy Spirit starts to work on the wife to say something don't see right about this. And so what I talked about yesterday is it's important that women and men learn to speak about intimacy in a calm non-emotional, logical way so that you guys can come to some sort of of, of collaboration together um, so that one or the other feels that both of you feel the intimacy and the love of God in your relationship. Because if you can't talk about sex, women have this thing of, I don't want to talk about sex with my husband if, if I'm not agreeable with it because I don't want to upset him. I don't want to cause an argument. I don't want to hurt his feelings. I don't want him to leave and that kind of thing. But ladies, you're going to have to start understanding that men, we just know what we've learned in the past. We we don't, most of us don't have someone that has taught us how to be great lovers um, or great husbands or great fathers. And so you are his guy and, and your instincts are very important in this time of matters. So to be able to sit down to him and talk to him is important. But gentlemen, the key when your wife talks to you about intimacy is you must be approachable. If you're one of them guys that that, 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 that gets pissed off, that starts complaining and blaming her, or you, you aren't approachable. She's not going to want to sit down and talk to you. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the, the other ways, starting today with number seven, we're going to talk about the other comparisons of holy sex and eroticism and how it works. So number seven is one of the reasons that sex dies is holy sex works for the good of the other. Eroticism uses the other. Oh, this is so awesome. Love is willing the good of of the other. Please understand that. Love, the definition of love is willing the good of the other. This comes from God and his church. Okay. He didn't say love is the emotional sucky, sucky, you know, flabber, flabber. Oh, you know, we are the world of the other. No, it's willing the good of the other. So willing means I will myself to love God. I will myself to love my wife. I will myself to love my children. So love is really not an emotion, is it? Love is really a commitment of what's of what's happening in our life and what we as a husband or we as a wife are doing. We will the love of each other. And so that means I'm not going to quit on my wife, right? Um, this is the essence of holy lover sex. If we find that we are using our spouse's body and what we are doing is not an essence for their good, this is great. This is a great clue that is harmful and inviting in the diabolical. And this is one thing that I need you guys to please understand. I'm not just saying, oh, this is what God said. These are God's rules. And this is, you shouldn't be doing that. And no, I'm not saying that, man. I'm bringing it down to the earth with your butt. What I'm saying is this you can do whatever the heck you want. It's your bedroom, it's your wife, and it's your marriage, and it's your family. But I'm going to tell you what. What will happen is you will invite in the diabolical. 
we will separate ourselves from God. And once we do that, that opens the door to Satan in our lives. Satan does not want you having sex the way God wants you to have sex. You know why? Because of exactly what this show is about. You're going to stop having sex after two years, after five years, after 15 years, after 20 years. You're not going to even want to have sex with your wife. She ain't going to have sex with you. Is that a good thing? Of course it's not a good thing. Okay? What I'm trying to get you to understand is, man, these things that we're talking about today, they will separate you from your beloved over time. You don't want that. You, I know you don't want that. Every man wants to know how to be a good lover. Every man does. Every man wants to understand. Every man wants their wife happy. Every man wants their wife to love them and to be loved and respect him and to and to want to make love to him. We all want that because we instinctively know that intimacy is a good thing. It is a good thing. And that it's holy when we do it in the way God is asking us to, because why our souls, if not taken care of, which is what God's trying to do, is to help us take care of our souls so that we don't separate ourselves from him or separate ourselves from our spouse. This is this is this this is how you have to try your best to understand that normally God only really gets involved in the marital embrace when it goes against creation. Okay? Next. So that's number 7. Number 8. Holy sex welcomes children. Eroticism fears children. How many times have you heard these things from a couple, a newlywed couple or a couple that's a young couple? Us older people have heard this so many times. We just don't want children right now. Children get in the way. Children will steal our time away as a couple, and we just want to spend time together. Our dogs are our children. <laughs> how many times How many times y'all heard that? Especially you older guys, I say in your 40s and above. How many times you didn't heard them? And instinctively, we know that that crap is evil. We know it is. Children are the basis of why we're married. And in the church, in the church, if if if, if, if this is why this this can cause an annulment too. Uh, have a great case for annulment. The saying is this in the church: if a husband and a wife, if two people aren't ready to have kids on the day they are married, they're not ready to be married. Why? Because eroticism fears children. They, because we are not here to just love ourselves. We're not here just to love our wife. We're here to create as well. Create what? Create souls for our Lord Jesus Christ to send back to God himself for us to spend in eternity. This is the problem with married couples. Nobody teaches them the real purpose that they're here. They're even the real reason for marriage. If, if, if a couple doesn't know that the reason I'm here is to love God, know God, and serve God, and to, and to have children and through our love create children in that one flesh union, that is the beauty of creation. God is allowing us as creatures to participate in creation of souls. Do we really understand how special that is? Heck, when I was 20, I didn't know. I didn't realize it either. 
you know, so you really can't blame young people. They just don't know because, huh, nobody sat them down and counseled them and loved them enough to tell them that their dog is not their kid. <laughs> okay. So holy sex welcomes children. Eroticism fears children. Oh, um, what is the true reason all of us were recreated? And I just talked about that. Yes, procreation and the participation in creation to assist God in placing souls before him for eternity. Isn't this a great gift? Number nine, holy sex shares the whole sacred self, eroticism withholds the self. This is why this gets under my crawl when couples withhold secrets from each other, when they, they're not vulnerable with each other, when they hold back from each other. Because when we as a married couple hold back from each other, we are opening the door for Satan to get in between us. Okay? No couple. Vulnerability, selfishness, and keeping secrets. This all severely harms the one flesh union. The baggage we obtain before and during marriage all contribute to how we interact in marriage. So, gentlemen, here's the deal. When your wife and you, if you have had sex with anybody else before you are married, when things start going bad, you're going to start bringing that, that baggage into your marriage. And it's going to kill it. Okay? You as the husband are the only one that can really stop that and kill that. Okay, through your prayer, through understanding intimacy. Okay, and so before we get married, we were we were raised a certain way, and this is why when when we before we're married, if we're having sex with our spouse, with our eventual spouse, and we don't um and and we're not asking these the tough questions, what happens is sex, the emotional emotionalism of sex interferes with our ability our ability to to strategic, strategically analyze, is this the right person for me to marry? It's what happens. This is why the Catholic Church is about courting, not dating. You hear me say that every day at the beginning of the podcast. Dating is for sex. We date in this culture because we want to determine if we want to, if this person, I want to have sex with them. That's what this culture has done to dating. What the church says is we ain't talking about dating. We talking about courting. Court is what? We come together. We hang out for a month to six months, and we start asking each other questions. We start like see if we like each other. We laugh together. We go out to dinner together. We, we, we meet our families, and we decide, is this the person who I want to spend the rest of my life with? Because, and then I don't have sex with them. Why? Because sex confuses things when people aren't married. We all know that. We all know that. And that's not a revelation, is it? Of course not. Okay. But once we have sex, then we become bonded with each other. Well, I don't want to leave her. I don't want to hurt her feelings. She got, She's bonded to him because now the oxytocin is working in her body. The emotional connection is happening and she don't want to leave him. And even though he's a jerk, she goes, well, once we're married, I can change him because don't get it twisted. No woman has sex with you unless they think that you have the potential to be a good husband or that you have the potential for them to marry you. 
for the woman to marry you. That's how women think. They're not saying we're going to get married today. They're not saying we're going to get married tomorrow. But once we have sex, eventually we get married. And men don't know that. And so when you get married and you do, let's say you do whatever woman you do marry and she's had sex with other men, she brings that baggage into her marriage and into the bedroom with her husband. And so it's hard for her to be vulnerable, to 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 not be selfish, um, and and to not tell secrets because if she's with other men and she's kept secrets and it's worked for her, that's what she's going to do with her husband. You know, secrets keeping secrets from each other is a quick quick way to ruin sex. It's a quick quick way to bring in eroticism into your into your bedroom because why you're not giving of your complete selves we are not vulnerable to each other and to have a great marriage we must be vulnerable which means i give all that i am to my wife my wife gives all that i am to her husband okay next um so the bags we obtain, again, before and during marriage all contribute to how we interact in marriage. Baggage, previous baggage, and the baggage inside the marriage all determines how we interact with each other. Your sacred self is you stripped down to purity and seeking our Lord above all else. Sharing this and receiving this from your spouse is paramount and beautiful. Not sharing your true self with your spouse removes the holiness and closeness in your marriage, therefore harming our relationship with our Lord. I hear it all the time, gentlemen. If you don't learn anything from what I said today and the last two days is this. If we neglect our wives, they will leave. If we neglect our wives, they will, we will lose emotional closeness and they will want to leave. They will start to plan to leave. Neglecting our wives is not going to cut it, especially today. It's not going to cut it anymore. And that's what this shares the whole self. Because with women, if I can't nurture you as my children, as my husband, then what am I here for? I'm not doing my job. Even if your wife works is, is a, has a job outside the home, it's still the same. She still wants to nurture you. She still wants to know everything about you when you got when she loves you and when she believes you love her. And we would neglect we would neglect her through our job or through other responsibilities. We don't spend time with her. We don't make her feel priority uh, as a, she's a priority. Then all of that, all that loving feeling stuff that, that everybody so much depends on starts to leave for her. Okay. Number 10, holy sex is more joyful and vital with time. Eroticism is more stagnant and boring with time like a drug. Eroticism steals the first eroticism steals the fire, passion, and one flesh mentality from your marriage. Sex leaves because we are bored and cease moving towards God. Again, eroticism slash lust separates us from separates us from us and more devastatingly from God Himself. So here's what happens when we first start dating each other. We we're, we're like bunny rabbits. We're making love all the time. Oh, he's so great. She's so great. Blah, blah, blah. That's fornication, which is what? Which is lust. I know you guys don't like those kind of terms, but let's be real. That's what it is. It's not love. It's lust. And so as you've heard today, once you get married, though, 
You're making love like bunny rabbits the first year, maybe two. And all of a sudden, the lust leaves. And then what do you have? You've got to ask yourself that. In marriage, when the lust leaves, what do I have left? If I don't have intimacy and I don't have God, what's left? We don't have sex. (laughs) We just go on with our lives like it don't exist. Holy sex is more joyful and vital with time. For the simple fact we involve God, we're going to mass, we're doing the sacraments, we're going to confession, we're praying, okay? We're best friends with our wife. We cultivate intimacy outside the bedroom with walks and date night and loving and hugging and kissing and holding each other, you know? And then that intimacy transfers into the bedroom, okay? Especially for our wives and for us too. And this is how you keep your you you keep an impassioned marriage, man. This is how you do it. You don't get bored. You always trying to win your wife's heart. You always trying to put her in, make sure she knows she's important. You don't neglect her. And for her, that transfers to the bedroom. It keeps your sex fiery. It keeps her wanting to serve you as well as you want to serve her. We involve involve eroticism in that equation, then the fire starts to what? It starts to die out. Okay? It gets bored, especially without God. Okay? So, boom. I have a bonus, the last one, number 11. Holy sex gives life, and eroticism brings disease and death. This is so important. Sin harms and depresses our souls, causing disease, a diminished intellect, and mental and depression issues. Purity and conformity to our Lord breeds peace in a sense of a journey towards something greater than ourselves, always giving us a sense of hopefulness in the future. Okay? In case, like I said, this is next level stuff. Try to understand, because this is probably one of the most important things that I'm going to say today. Holy sex gives life and death. Eroticism brings disease and death. It is said, sin makes us stupid. If you really think about it, it does. We become numb to sin. Once we become numb to sin, then what happens is we, 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 it, we do, we sin more. Okay. People have this have been taught in these churches that God never leaves us. This is so untrue. When you sin, you get, God will keep, will stay with you, but eventually God will just leave you to yourself. This is how you become numb to sin because the grace of God is gone. So if you as a husband ain't praying, How do you keep the grace in your in your life, in your wife's life and in your children's life? How do you do that? This is when chaos ensues in your marriage, in your family. Okay, sin also causes what disease because we get stressed out. We get all of these things start happening inside our body that 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 sends off sensors that causes uh, our bodies to start breaking down. Sin also causes a diminished intellect because the faith is about intellect, not about emotion. 
And we think about emotion all the time. We get cloudy. We can't think straight. We don't understand a lot of things where we act the wrong way. Okay. And then lastly, mental and depression issues. Sin causes mental and depression issues. People always trying to go to the doctor and get doped up at the doctor to get these medications. And then it's worse. After a few months, it's worse than it was before. Instead of what? Relying on God with prayer, spiritual warfare, the sacraments, going to mass, prayer, intimacy with our wives, relationship with our wives and children and things like that. Giving ourselves away. This is how we stay away from mental issues most of the time. But the world's not going to tell you that. Why? Because I got to sell you this drug. Okay? I have a series that I did on to rely on God on depression and how depression, one of the main things is rely on God first, the church first, before you go get doped up. I'm not saying don't get doped up. I'm saying do these other things first before you decide that. And you might... And you might find out that I don't need to go to the doctor because my depression or my ADHD or my OCD or my ABCDFG goes away. Okay. Okay. So that is number 11, the bonus. So bring it all together. We are done for the day. Many get very uncomfortable with the, with the concept of holy lover sex. The very fact that sex can be, can be and is a holy concept is foreign to most because of upbringing and past baggage when dealing with sex. Many of us are numb to holy lover sex because of our, our willingness to engage eroticism and in the past. The virtue of chastity, again, helps us control our sensual appetites. This is why fornication, infidelity, porn, masturbation, selfish, selfishness, etc., harm our relationship severely with our beloved and our Lord. Sin causes our intellect to become dark and unable to see the way out. For this reason, our oneness with God is so important as the closer we are to God, the more fruits of the Holy Spirit we are given to see clearly our situation and the world for what it truly is. I ask you today to truly try your best to see through the darkness and understand that the marital embrace is a gift given to us to assist God in his mission for oneness with us. Will you deny his love or embrace the true gift he is trying to give you? This is a question that only we ourselves can answer. God love you. Huh? Bam. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's save 
MyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, and so we are done for this week. Thank you all for hanging out. Um, This is a very enlightening subject, I hope, and I hope it helps you with the understanding of how much God truly does love you and how much he puts these things in place to to keep your soul healthy and to keep your intimacy healthy and and to keep you and your wife in, in a loving, giving um, soul searching, uh, God reaching relationship. Okay. And with that said, we end today as we always do with a quote from Pope Benedict the 16th, which states society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you fast. Pray and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!